Okay, well, welcome to Tell It by Tuesday, our final episode in the Break Room series. Today, we're going to talk about who got you back. Who is there in your corner helping you with your career? Today, I have with me Coach Shauna and I'm Coach Kelly. So we'll talk about it, dive into it, to understand, at least from our experience, who got our back. You're not successful alone. So definitely want to understand who got your back. So Shauna, how about, how about you? Who got your back? How do you feel about that? Who got your back? First, really, when I think about who's got my back, I know that as I move through the different levels in my career, like going from entry level to the the position I'm in now, not CEO level. As a new person into the workforce, I think I didn't have the awareness to know that I should create a team of champions around me. You know, of people who will speak positively about the work I'm doing. When I first got into it, it felt like a competitive environment. I felt more like I was competing with my peers. But as I've gained more interest, particularly in a corporate environment, I've been fortunate to work at an organization that automatically provides you with a community for your career. And I would say that you, Kelly, is my coach. When we work together, we're absolutely someone that had my back. But as I've gotten up to the higher levels, I don't know if this happens at other organizations. I'm interested to hear your perspective. It seems like that's such a low priority in the organization to make sure people at high levels still have that champion, that coach that is kind of waned, right? And so there's the expectation that I am having everybody's back, but nobody has mine now that I'm at a higher level. What's your experience? I do. I would agree with that. I think the higher you go, the less care and feeding you get because you should be giving the care and feeding as you move and progress up in leadership to where you get to the chief level levels, essentially. And you get into this executive coaching, which is a benefit that a lot of chief executives get. But there's a period in that between a senior level leader and an executive level leader where I think that there's a gap. And there's no real care and feeding at that point. And, and you have to go out and seek it for yourself. And I also didn't know very early in my career that I needed to have champions beyond my manager. My manager was a be all, end all. If I did not like my manager, then I knew I needed to leave. That's just how I looked mm-hmm. at it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is, especially if you're in an environment where it's hierarchical, so it's not a matrix. When you're in a matrix environment, it's a lot easier to have more champions, I think, because you're working and and moving in different areas. So it's a lot easier to build more champions because you're not just with that one person. But when you just have this direct relationship with your manager and that's it, it's very hard to create relationships outside of that person because then it feels like it's a threat and why are you doing it? It follows a retaliation. Yeah. So it's very difficult to branch out. But I think that, you know, that's where networking at the office events really help so that you can build those networks outside of your manager. Most people quit because they don't like their manager because of that reason, right? That person is just standing in your way (laughs) or not, I don't know. And you feel like you have no options, no options left to leave because you don't get along with this person or whatever the case may be. But it's more than your manager though. And you have to find a way to branch out beyond that resource, which is very difficult if you're in a very hierarchical environment. But obviously, a matrix environment makes it a lot easier for you to create relationships where you're not looked at as a threat. But right. for, for me, I I didn't get introduced to it early. I spent a good portion of my career <laughs> just 
very focused on my manager and building a relationship there. I'm building a relationship with my peers, the people that I actually worked with. And so that obviously gave me some movement, at least in terms of just performance reviews, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But as I got introduced, obviously in the same environment that we worked in, I finally realized a career coach and what that really meant. Because it, I think a lot of times when you think about career coaching, we think of executive coaching. And so for me, when I got introduced to career coaching within my organization that I was at the, at the time, it was a starting of building my community around me, of my peers, of people who were higher than me, and then also people who could really be influencers and, and good champions for me to help me move around. I am one of those people, though, that every career move I made, I made through a stranger. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, every move I made, it was because I made an impression on someone that was new in my life. So someone that didn't know me previously. So I've been lucky in that. I've been able to create those quick relationships to really help me move around. And, and a, lot, a lot of times it's really, I'm helping them while they're helping me. <laughs> so it's a mutual. Right, because if you do well, that make them look good. But, you know, most of the time, people are not in that situation where they can just move around without knowing someone. I think having your squad, your team of people that support you is very, very important in terms of how you navigate your your steps because it's, sometimes you just can't see every angle and right. having that team helps. And the team doesn't have to mean that they're all at your, at your current employer, right? Having some objective views is, is very helpful for people that may not even understand the environment that you're in every day. Big part of my team was my mother, my dad, they provided me with different perspectives, as well as their peers um, mm-hmm. that may have some relevant experience to share with me. And then from there it would be obviously your manager would be a, a, another champion there. And a lot of times, maybe not. I did not have good managers throughout my career. Some some were better than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that your manager is a if you can establish a good relationship at the onset, especially if you interview with that manager is a lot easier to create a relationship with them. If you're inheriting a new manager, then it's like setting up time to make an impression very early with that yep. manager so that they know, hey, this is what you're about. And then grow out from there. And it's really growing it out looks like, where is it that you're looking to go? If you don't know, then maybe it's starting with your employee resource groups and some of the leaders of, of those groups or maybe an executive chair that will support those groups. That could be a great sort of sounding board to see if there's a connection there to build out. But I do find those to be sometimes off-putting because they're so large. It's never really intimate settings. So you have to find ways to break it down or chunk it out so it's not so overwhelming, depending on how large those groups can be in an organization. Over time, you have to just build them. I'm an introvert. So my challenge has always been, I'm not this bubbly person that, and I'm a talker, but I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm shy, I'm outgoing, but I, I have to have purpose. I have to have a reason to talk to someone. I'm, yep. It's just not natural for me just to go to someone and just start talking. Mm-hmm. And that's been my challenge my entire career. And you know what, it's probably not going to change at this point. So we're just going to go with it. <laughs> I have to be very intentional about breaking out. And so it's, it's much easier for me to, build champions when I have to work with them and they can see my work because I'm just not, I'm not, 
I'm not very open personally. I don't have a lot of hobbies. Like I'm not into sports. Sports is always a, a good angle to get into, although I am a, a feverish fan for MSU, Michigan State, L. Green. Mm-hmm. But it is something where, you know, it's it's very limited in terms of my ability to connect beyond work. But it's important to have a team. You have to have people speak about you when you're not in the room. Right. And they're going to do it anyway. Like They're going to do it anyway. They're yeah. going to do it anyway. So it's just trying to find a way where people can't forget you. And especially for women of color, because that, for whatever reason, we can be it can, we can feel like we're invisible and whether that's, you know, real or otherwise, but we can certainly feel that way. feel like we're not being heard in the meeting as well. And so it's about finding ways to make sure that you're interjecting. People know who you are. They know your ideas and you're really credit for that. So um, if it's having a meeting before a meeting or a meeting after a meeting, just to, uh, again, just make your presence known I think that that helps to to build out your team but you got to have a team if you want to move up a team is essential period hand around you can't get around it well so I think that's another important aspect of if a career coach is a part of your champion group your your network your team that they are able to help you understand how you need to define your goals, but then a coach guides you, right? Sometimes it takes a person outside of you to tell you, you're you're de- demonstrating the symptoms of someone who's burnt out. Maybe you don't need to quit your job. Maybe you just need to take a break, right? And sometimes we can't see clearly that perspective when we're in it, doing the work and pushing, pushing, pushing for what we think is going to get us the outcome we want as it relates to our career. But someone outside of you who cares enough about you and who knows you, your team should know you, right? So that yeah. so that the guidance they're giving you makes sense for you as an individual. Yeah, and I think so much too, you know, especially in the situation that I was in early on in my career, I just got bits of coaching as I went. People just saw something in me and just provided me with like little insights or tidbits to help me move forward and I would get self-help books and all this other stuff to just kind of fill in the gaps and wing it when I just, you know, hey, I'm just going to try it and, and go from here. But I do think to your point, you know, having a career coach is something that was eye-opening for me and helped me not to really examine the past, but to really look at and hone in on where it is I was trying to go and give me that perspective on, you know, go, okay, go talk to this person. That that doesn't make sense. Or maybe go talk to this person and mm-hmm. trying to find that path to get me where I needed to go. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, and you struggle with just creating that team for yourself where you're struggling and you, your manager, you and your manager are, hit, are butting his. It's time to maybe look at getting an outside opinion or perspective. And right. a lot of coaches, including Yes Girl Career Coaching, provide you with a free initial coaching session even if it's just one session sometimes you can just have one session with someone I've had quite a few people that just talked to me one time and was just like you know what you saw right let me just like <laughs> and it was they all, get it it clicks get it. it clicks it's all in them and you are you are given everything that you need to succeed in life period right I, I wholeheartedly believe that you got to have somebody in your corner so if you feel like you don't have it a career coach or even a life coach can be very helpful to just yep. get started. And so I do think it's important 
to, if you don't have that, who got your back? If you don't know, you can't list out at least five names. <laughs> right. At least five names of people that you know got your back and support you, then you're exposed. You are very exposed. Because then if it's just one person who got your back or no persons who have your back, you are very easily cut. You likely are seen as invisible or maybe not even valuable to the company. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure that's not the case. <laughs> so you want to make sure that you're getting at least five people in your corner that will support you in terms of whatever it is that's going on for you. And, and it, having like- a good personal brand helps too. So I'm just going to put that yeah. up. I feel like pay that forward. Like, you know, sometimes people would be like, don't you all know that one annoying friend? And then if you're in the audience, you're like, I don't have annoying friends. And they're like, that's you. You're an annoying friend and you don't realize it. Like, it's the same concept with having the the team, right? You can be a teammate for somebody else, too. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, if you don't have a team, investigate why that is, you know, do yeah. the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think to me, I've I've struggled, too, in, in keeping a team. Because what happens is your team lives and breathes in a corporate environment where people leave, where people retire, or, you know, they get moved around. Mm-hmm. So your team can change and will change over time. I think you talked about that very early, is that it will, but you want to make sure you keep five. And that's something that I've, I've, I think I talked about it before one of our podcasts is, you know, I like to get my team when I'm like, cool, great. It's so good. <laughs> I have my team. And then the minute that that shifts because someone leaves or someone retires or someone just moves around, it shifts the whole dynamic and I become exposed again because I'm not constantly looking at how do I keep up my team, right? And obviously, as people move on, that doesn't mean I lose them from my team. But for what I'm doing specifically, their sites might be on something else. And so it might change and maybe I may not be able to meet with them as frequently or whatever the case may be. And so you always want to make sure that you're looking at who's your team and continuing to examine that. And so for me now, I try to look at at least quarterly versus just when someone leaves. Because it, if you do it at that point, it's too late. And you're yeah. like, you're and then you get ahead of it, right? You're like, you're not shocked when they leave. But you make me think of something that's really key to call out is we don't want the relationship to be transactional either. Right. And that's why I'm like, do something in exchange for someone else, because if you're building authentic relationship with people who are supporters of yours, who are on your team, then you should also know their goals. On some level, you should have some insight to the likelihood that they'll move on to something else. If y'all are building deep, authentic relationship, mm-hmm. right? Someone, to, if, you know, they may not be coming to you as a career coach, but I'm like, if they have goals, that should come up at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's key is, you know, we talked a little bit about not having transactional interactions with people on the networking podcast, but it's funny how even people who don't know you really well, when you interact with them, like human nature helps them recognize if you're just interacting with them to use them. Right. Right. And your team, no one on your team should ever feel that way. Yeah. 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 I think it's really just genuine and genuinely feeling like, hey, I just want I don't need something from you. I just want your perspective. Am I going on the right path or whatever your suggestions are, but also kind of knowing them a little bit more personally too and being able to relate with them on a personal level and cheer them on. Or if you see something that they're passionate about, you see it in the news, maybe for them an article or whatever the case may be. I think it's all good things to just keep that a living and breathing thing 
which is difficult to do because you got to make time to do so, right? You have to take time to care and feed your team, just like you want your team to care and feed you. Once you get to the higher levels, at least I've seen a lot more hands-off, a lot more figure it out, (laughs) a lot more what are you doing for everyone else and not really, you know, what can I do for you? Right. Which can make you feel very unfulfilled because it's just like, well, who am I, chop liver? You know, like, why am I not? Yes. <laughs> yes. Kelly, that's how I feel. I feel like I'm disposable. Because yes. it's like you're pouring into other people so much. And that's, I absolutely want to be doing that, right? But I need that every now and then as well. Yeah. You know, if you go into the hospital, if you're bleeding profusely, whatever, they're going to take you right back into the room, right? Mm-hmm. If you've got like a little sprain on your ankle, you waiting for some hours because people are yes. not really yes. going to pay any attention to it. And They'll so it's get you in there. there. Absolutely. And it's the same concept. I think we tend to gravitate towards the needy. And those that maybe are not showing that they need, we don't really give them any care of eating at all, period, in our society. I feel it. I really feel like that. Absolutely. Yeah, those people get uh, forgotten. Forgotten, it can weigh on you over time and deflate you because sometimes you just need your cup filled. Right. Sometimes you just need it. And so, unfortunately, a lot of the times it's not going to be given to you that that community. So you have to make it. And if you get in the habit of making one for yourself, then you won't have a lot of issues as you continue to move ahead, at least in my opinion. And, and you know, that's kind of how it is. But I, I do think you want to know who got your back. Who got your back? Period. I mean, it's like, even if it's just all personal, at least at least you got somebody to vent. <laughs> right. 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 So you got to have an outlet. You got to have that team. You got to have your tribe. You got to have your girls. Like, you got to have that group that's going to give you perspective and allow you to vent and be yourself. And they can be your um, hype women. They, absolutely. They can absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like I'm a hype person for a lot of people like they'll just call me like hey girl and it's like hey and it's like i haven't talked to you in like years it's like i'm trying to do this girl and i'm like okay cool that's great like when we see y'all i can help you so i do think you need those people like me i guess that are always willing to just help or give some type of perspective or support to you but you gotta know who got your back so if you don't have that then hey yes girl career customs here for you girl Hit us up. Hit us up. We are happy to be there for you, to be the start of you creating that network for yourself. Well, thanks so much for joining Tell It By Tuesday, where we get on here and we talk about it and we tell it like it is. If you'd like to know more advantages of having a career coach, you can check out our description in the blog and learn more. So thanks so much for joining again. And remember, you need to know who got your back.